Good evening and welcome to another episode of Unstoppable Overcomers. I'm your host, Dorothy Graham O'Dell for this evening. And I have my amazing friend here, Angel from Sports Faith. She's helping us here. We are on location in Phoenix, Arizona, actually Mesa tonight, Mesa, Arizona. And uh, you would think that it would be nice and hot out here, but I'm in a sweater. But enough of me complaining about the weather because I am super stoked to bring onto the screen uh, Mr. Michael Geyer. Welcome to the show, Michael. Good to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank, absolutely. Uh, I just want to say thank you, you know, so much for, for taking the time to be here with us. I don't know if you guys follow Michael at all, but Michael is an award-winning executive producer, director, um, and out from California here. And he is just, I'm just super blessed to have you here. Uh, actually, Angel's like, how did you get him on your show? I said, I have connections. Yeah, <laughs> Dr. J. Royster. Royster. <laughs> Shout out to Dr. J. Yeah. <laughs> so welcome, Michael. Thank you for uh, spending your Monday night with us. Um, I guess it's afternoon because you're all the way from California. Yeah. So tell us, tell our viewers a little bit about yourself, um, you know, and some of the uh, movies and that that you and your amazing crew have uh, put out there. Well, I started out most of my life as an entertainer on stage is where I started. Um, I'm a singer, dancer, actor, so I did a lot of Broadway musicals all over the country. And uh, eventually transitioned into doing television and film work years ago. And then in 2009, I started a production company, Geyer Productions. And we started by doing just small productions for corporate uh, companies, TV commercials, website videos. And then we branched out and started doing short films, feature films, and then also documentaries. And so I still work as a television film actor. Um, I have two movies out right now that I filmed uh, that just came out. And then uh, I'm producing, I released two films last year, which we're going to talk about. Uh, actually, they're in two, 2021. Uh, one's called Wounded Heroes. It's a documentary. And the other one is called Healing the Heroes of 9-11, also a documentary. Both films presenting alternative treatments that help those battling post-traumatic stress get their lives back. And then I'm currently working on two other films right now, which we can also talk about if you'd like. Absolutely. We want to, we're here to represent you. Uh, and, you know, I have to say I watched a Heroes of 9-11. Absolutely amazing documentary. If you have not watched it, guys, you really need um, to get that. I believe that that is on, isn't it on Amazon? Um it's, yes, it's on Amazon, it's on YouTube, it's on Tubi, which is free, uh, right. all over the place. And then Wounded Heroes, the other documentary, is also on all of those different platforms, Tubi, Amazon Prime, not yeah, Amazon, uh, iTunes, Google Play. You can see uh, this healing, the Heroes of 911.com take you to where you can see the film and links, and WoundedHeroesDocumentary.com takes you to see the trailer and all the different links for that film. Right. And our the amazing Dr. J is actually in Heroes of 9-11 as well, um, if I remember correctly. Uh, she was uh, featured in that film as, as one of the people that had, um, you know, gone through the treatment and was actually giving the treatment, that, uh, I think it's TRIP or TRIP. Uh, yeah, Trauma Resiliency Protocol, which is one of my favorite right. protocols, helping people with battling or battling post-traumatic stress. Um, Dr. Royster was there. And that's how I met her and had a blast in New York. And then we had a bike ride back from somewhere in New York, back to the hotel. And she just had me laughing. Just had a great old time. But um, she didn't end up being in the film, 
but she was there doing all of the uh, work, work with the uh, responders from 9-11 uh, to show how beneficial it is for them because you're battling post-traumatic stress. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And uh, I know the amazing Johnny Walker was in that film as well. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he was actually a, a firefighter too, I believe, uh, when 9-11 hit. And then he, um, or was he a Marine first? Yeah, he was a Marine. And, right. and uh, yeah, he was, he wasn't, he was told not to go over to where Ground Zero was. He disobeyed right. orders because he's like, they need me. And he told he and his buddy went over and um, they did a lot of great work, but it stayed with them for 20 years. I mean, he had a major battle with post-traumatic stress, could not go back to Ground Zero for 20 years, could not go to the 9-11 Museum or Memorial for 20 years. After doing TRP, he was able to change his life. It was pretty powerful. Yes. So guys, if you're out there, if you're a veteran and you really uh, need the help, uh, especially with your PTSD, definitely we have connections uh, to get you that. We can connect you with Dr. Royster with that as well. Uh, but thank you so much, Michael, for doing those documentaries and really shining the light on what our veterans go through, you know, after like when they're in through after they're done with their traumas and, and things like that, after they're done with their service, um, it, it does take a toll, you know, it takes a toll on them. It takes a toll on their families. And so thank you so much for documenting that and being uh, shining the light for our, for our veterans. Absolutely. One thing I want to say, which is really important. The reason I produced these films was to let people know who are battling post-traumatic stress, whether you're a first responder, a veteran, or anybody else, that there are treatments out there that will make a huge, significant difference in your life. You do not have to live a miserable life for the rest of your life. And we proved that not only with the alternative treatments that we feature in the films, but the many people who I interviewed in the films, some of them who were suicidal, some of them who had tried to take their lives by suicide, who were they thought literally they'd have to live a miserable life the rest of their lives. And that was before. Then they found an alternative treatment that is featured that literally changed their life so much so. One girl said life is worth living again. Somebody else said, I've never been happier in my entire life. Another soldier, which I just love that he said this, he said, I feel like a soldier again. You know, the fact that he was a military guy, trained an expert, went overseas, fought for this country. He lost his identity because of the battle with post-traumatic stress and no longer felt like a soldier until he found an alternative treatment that changed his life. So it is possible. The films prove it with dozens of people who say, I was this, now I'm this, and it's because of an alternative treatment and you do not have to suffer. Absolutely. So, Michael, what made you decide to, you know, do your documentaries around our, the veterans and the PTSD? So it wasn't something I was planning to do. So I had a film that I wanted to produce called Wounded Heroes. And we had the screenplay written. And this was years ago. And we were going to produce this film. But I didn't know anything about post-traumatic stress. And I was interviewing and meeting people just to learn more about post-traumatic stress before I produced and directed another film. And I met a guy named Carl in San Diego who was battling post-traumatic stress in his 20s. He was a medic. And he only remembers the people he lost. He doesn't remember all the lives he saved. And the poor guy was on 16 different medications down from 18. And he said they weren't actually helping. They pushed back some symptoms, but he said the side effects were horrific. They didn't actually solve the problem. So I left that interview and I thought, man, there has to be 
more than just giving a bunch of medications that aren't actually doing anything to solve the problem. There has to be something out there that can solve the problem. So that led me on this three-year journey of, of doing research and all these interviews all over the country. And we found amazing treatment options that do solve the problem. And so it, it happened because of Carl's interview. And then now that that film is out, and it's been showing all over the world, and we've been doing screenings all over the country. Uh, we now are going back to the original screenplay that I wanted to produce all those years ago, and now we're raising the money to produce that, so that we're going back to our screenplay. The screenplay now will have, there's been many films done about post-traumatic stress, but this one is the first time that a, a film is going to feature a successful treatment that does work. We're gonna provide a solution in this film. So it's a theatrical film with actors, but the audience is going to actually see real life solutions in the film. So if they are battling post-traumatic stress, they're going to see, oh, wow. So maybe I can get help after watching this very fun, dramatic film. Right. I love that. I'm just going to take a quick minute to go to our audience here. I just want to say thank you so much to Brenda Warren for joining us. We have a couple LinkedIn users. I'm sorry. I don't know who your names are. Uh, we thank you for being here. Tammy Laird, of course, thank you so Yay. much from Angels 14 uh, and 220 for sure. And uh, Kenny, savor the flavor of you, sir. We are so grateful for you to be here today. And of course, it wouldn't be a show without the amazing Melody uh, Bellavo from Massachusetts. Thank you so much. And I just want to thank all of our veteran supporters and veterans that are in um, in the comments, because Tammy herself is actually a veteran as well, um, you know, and has helped with uh, 220 with the protocols with them. So, Ashley, thank you so much, everybody, for, for joining us in the comments. We do appreciate you. If you have any questions for Michael, please put them in the comments. Uh, you know, I I kind of forget to ask that question sometimes. I know there's burning desires, especially now that we have an award-winning award executive producer, film director here, you know, uh, <laughs> Or he's in the house. Let's get let's get the goods um, <laughs> on uh, on what it is that I'm because I am so oh it's Dr. J. Sorry, it's Dr. J in the I comments. Dr. J there, yes. Thank you, Dr. Janelle. I hope that you saw us saluting you at the beginning of the show um, because she is the reason why I am connected with Michael. Uh, and uh, so thank you so much. She has actually connected me with a lot of different people. So, <laughs> Yeah. I, can, can I tell you one funny story? Because I don't know if she so was there, there at the beginning, but the one thing that happened when we were in New York uh, with Dr. Royster and I that made me just laugh we, we, I was just really tired. We went out that night to the uh, Eiffel, well, not the Eiffel Tower, that's Paris. What's the uh, Empire State Building? And I didn't want to walk back to the hotel. I was a little tired. So uh, Dr. Royster and uh, I think it was Dan Jarvis, they were like, well, hey, like, we'll take one of those bike things. So we, we jumped into the back of the bike, you know, three of us comfortably. And the guy in front of us pedaling, unfortunately, smelled like he hadn't taken a bath in two weeks. And he's riding his bike and the wind's coming back on us. And I'm like, what the heck is going on here? So we start laughing. And then Dr. Royster has this long, beautiful hair. And it smelled so good. So I grabbed her long hair and I used it as a mask to smell. So I was reading through her, you know, her beautifully smelling hair 
to avoid that other bad smell. And we just laughed all the way through New York, all the way back to the hotel because of that whole moment of this guy who just did not smell of it. She saved the day with her hair. Dan had to suffer because I had dibs on the hair. <laughs> well, there you go, Dr. J. Your your hair has given warmth around the world. <laughs> I love that. She's the <laughs> she, she's awesome. Uh, so, Michael, what made you decide to go into you know executive uh, being executive producer and and, uh, and uh, doing your films? Well, you know, i like I said, I'd always been an entertainer, and so right. it started on stage and then and then in front of the camera doing television and film. And so I thought, you know, it'd be fun to produce and direct. I didn't know anything about it. I had never, when I was on set as an actor, I never really paid attention to what the crew did. I'd just hang out in my dressing room and then come out and do my scenes. So when I started the production company, I had to learn everything from scratch. And so I just hired, I did my first film, I just hired the right people who were very experienced. And um, I you know, kind of let, let them work, do their jobs, and they made me look at it as I learned on the job. Um, and so then since then, we've produced a lot of films. But I just decided I wanted to direct and produce. I've always been a director. I just used to be theater as well. Uh, so I thought it was a perfect transition being an entertainer, director on stage, to be an entertainer, television actor, uh, and film actor, now to being a director of television and film as well. So I just transitioned over. So I love it. And I think I love... I do like still working as an actor, but I think I like working better as a, uh, a director. Uh, I just yeah. love working and casting amazing actors, being on set, getting to direct them. That's, right. uh, I think, one of my favorite things. And I also love doing documentaries because I get to tell people stories and I get to share stories that are gonna, going to change people's lives, uh, which is also really important for me. Awesome. And what, if you can talk about it, what kind of um, plays or, or uh, different things have you been in? Like and, any movies or has it just been plays? Well, no. Uh, well, so when I did the Broadway musicals and things, um, I would do like um, amazing, oh, what the heck is it called? I always, I, I blank out when I get asked what I, Joseph and the Amazing Tactical Dream Coat. I play Joseph. Um, oh. I'm trying to think, my, one of my favorite shows can't think of it right now, but Oklahoma, the musical Oklahoma, I played Will Parker. Um, he sings, uh, I got to Kansas City on a Friday, on Saturday, I learned a thing or two. Big tap dancing number. And man, we did this, that show in Oklahoma in an outdoor amphitheater that sat 2,500 people. And the whole set was built on a mountainside. So real horses were used, houses for Miss Aunt Eller's house and Judd's house. It was all really built and on the, the mountain, which is a really cool place to do that show. Uh, Anything Goes, that's one of my favorite shows. I played Anything Billy, goes. the lead. Oh, my gosh, I had so much fun playing that part. So I, those are the kind of musicals I did. Uh, I, I sang with the Lawrence Welk Show in Branson, Missouri for five years. And a lot of people may not remember who they are, but back in the day, they were the number one TV show in the country, all the Lawrence Welk stars with the Lennon sisters, Arthur Duncan, the tap dancer, a lot of other amazing, amazing professional uh, entertainers. They opened up a theater in Branson, Missouri, 20-piece orchestra was on stage with us. We had a 2,200-seat theater, and all many of the original Welk stars came back to perform. And then I was hired as one of their new young stars, so I got to work with and, and work on that stage with them. Uh, I did a, a huge music video called Fatboy Slim's Praise You. It's a song. It's, if you hear the song, you'll remember it. The video went on to win three MTV awards. We got to perform at the MTV Awards live. Uh, the video won awards all over the world. I've done music videos, I've done the Broadway musicals, 
And then television, you know, I've done every soap opera in Los Angeles. I had a recurring role on the Bulls and the Beautiful. Um, I've worked with uh, Ben Kingsley, an Academy Award-winning Sir Ben, I had to call him Sir Ben Kingsley on the set because he's, he was knighted by the Queen. Um, I've worked with um, Brooke Shields and suddenly Susan. Um, I, I mean, I, I always forget the credit, but if you go to my website, michaelgeyer.com or go to imdb.com, you'll see all the credits. Uh, there's all kinds of films and TV shows I've done. NCIS Los Angeles. Uh, is a TV show. Oh my gosh! When I was I, watching TV, that's I love that one. <laughs> that's my show. I've gotten to work with so many amazing people, great TV stars, movie stars, and uh, a wide variety of things. And and for me, it's just you know I love it. I'm a kid in the candy store. I always wanted to be an entertainer. I've been fortunate that I've been able to be an entertainer, make a living at it, and I get to go on set, and meet actors, and now I get to hire actors, which is also exciting. I get to direct actors, which I just love to do. So. You know, but again, my passion is changing lives. And uh, so I like to produce films that have an impact, that have a message. And the last two documentaries, my new documentary, and this new feature film that we're doing all right. have messages that are changing lives. And uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm very blessed. Thank God for all the blessings that I'm able to, you know, do projects that are going to help and help people have better lives. Absolutely. Uh, and I love that. And Again, thank you so much because I mean we've dedicated the last year of our platform to to veterans and and changing lives in, in different capacities. So we thank you, and, and that's probably why it's like it was like strong connection. It's like, well, wait a minute, no, we got to get this guy on here because seriously, what you're doing, we love what you're doing, we love your passion, we love your drive, and I'm gonna be go check out every episode now of <laughs> uh, definitely CSI. I mean, so what was what was it like working with Horatio. <laughs> oh, it was, I did NCIS Los Angeles. Oh, Los Angeles. Oh, that NCIS. was. So not CSI. Oh, and oh, um, NCIS Los Angeles. Um, and, you know, I don't watch the show. I've watched a few episodes, but um, so I, um, LL Cool J is one of the stars. Yes. Um, and uh, I forget who his co-star is. Um, another wonderful actor. But yeah, it was it was great because uh, in that particular episode, I die uh, on the oh. show. And, and so that was a lot of fun because of the special effects. Some guy grabs me from behind and lifts my throat. Oh. And, uh, it was all part. It was all, we, we filmed all of it, you know. Um, right. I get in the car. I have all this evidence because I was a private investigator. I have all this evidence that I found doing my job as a private investigator. And because I had all this evidence, that's why they wanted to take me out. And so the guy grabs right. me from the back and the camera shows him doing whoosh. And it was just like a little ink pen that had blood, you know, red something on it so when they right. did this it was just a little red like ink pen <laughs> but then when they showed me dead they had to put me into special effects and uh it was amazing they put this thing on me and when the guy was done painting it and then they had a gallon of blood that they just poured all over me and oh. i oh, looked wow. it was amazing being there <laughs> special effects, i looked like i was a dead guy who had his throat slit and it was pretty amazing. Uh, to this day, I've got amazing behind-the-scenes pictures in the makeup room with them putting on the makeup. And I would just act dead. And even while he's putting on makeup, I look like I was dead. It was really funny. But, yeah, so that was they, a lot of fun to kill. They do make it look so real. Um, you know, back when I was watching that uh, on a consistent basis, I it was – they make it look so real. Um you know, and especially when they're in and doing the autopsies and like you said, like splitting yeah. it open. Yeah. Um, 
Like seriously, I, yeah, I would love something like that. Who knows? Maybe that's the next thing. <laughs> you know, produce these shows and then maybe acting. I don't know. I did a little bit of modeling uh, locally uh, for some charity events that we had. So who knows? Who knows what God has in store? <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Yeah. And I love the title of your show, Unstoppable and what is it? Um, Overcomers. Because, you know, that's one thing I think a lot of people forget that there's nothing they can't accomplish. Many times it does take hard work. I, I really shouldn't be a director. I wasn't trained to be a director. And here I am now directing award-winning documentaries and big feature films um, right. as, a, as an entertainer on stage. When I was a kid, I had so much fun. I had friends who were you know, TV stars. They would do the uh, Disney after-school specials starring in it. I'm like, wow, what's it like to be on TV? How cool is that? You know, all these dreams. And I end up being a TV actor and a film actor, I could be on set. Um, there's nothing we can't accomplish. And there's dreams that I don't believe we, we can't accomplish if we work hard and we persevere. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of times there's things that may come your way that make it difficult, but maybe doors that close. And I can't tell you today, still today I have doors that close, but I either pound through them or I find a way around them, over them or under them. I, I will find a way if there's something I want to get done, I'm going to find a way to work around anything that's in my way to get it done. And I think if people do that, whatever it is they need to overcome, um, they will be unstoppable. And, you know, there are days I, you know, even with what I'm trying to accomplish, there are days where I'm like, oh, I'm just not reaching my goals. I'm, you know, we all go through that. And so I've learned for me, if I'm feeling that way, I'm just going to take a day off and let me feel that way. Because the next right. day I'm going to come to the world again. You know, and then I go back out to the world and come to the world again. Uh, so, you know. For the name of your show and for anybody watching, uh, whatever is happening in their lives, of what they want to someday achieve, their goals, they can be unstoppable. It takes a lot of hard work, perseverance, and knocking down those walls, but you can do it. And um, I love what I do, but it wasn't easy. You know, I've, I've had to knock down a lot of walls. I've had a lot of people along the way say, you'll never be able to do that. And I get rid of those people. They're not in my life anymore. I'm like, bye-bye. I don't need somebody telling me what I can't do or what I'm not accomplished enough to do, or who do you think you are that you think you're going to be able to do this? Those yeah. people are gone out of my life. Don't have those people around you. I have people who support me, encourage me, are honest with me when I need honesty, uh, but still they're there to support and say, we got your back. That's the people yeah. we want. Those are the people who have me to accomplish what I accomplish. Absolutely. I love that you said that. I love that you said so many different things in what in that in the last couple minutes. Number one, we can achieve anything that we want to achieve, right? As long as we put our mind to it and don't stop. And I love the fact that you said that we all have those days that, you know, we really don't feel like either doing it or be we are thinking like who am i to even do this like my my biggest dream is to be the next oprah winfrey only my my version of it like who am i to think that some chick from a small town of like windsor ontario uh you know why why me right and and yeah. so i love that you said that and you know and the last thing that you really alluded to was definitely um having your tribe that is going to stick up for you no matter what i i am very blessed to have uh an amazing group of women that are around me that will not let me give up on myself like yeah, it's yeah. you know and they're like okay so what's your what is your target this week and you know what's your target that week sorry guys there's a plane above and i can't help it 
and then a golf cart golf behind us. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when you're on location, right? Uh, so, you know, and that's what we all need. I think we all need a support system that is not going to allow us to give up on us when and we, we all have those moments. I mean, we've had so many different people come in here and I asked, you know, what's the one thing that you've overcome? And it's all in their mind is their mind is the biggest thing that they've had to overcome. Would you say that would be correct for you? Yeah, I think so. You know, because we, I think a lot of people, I don't, thankfully I don't have this too often, but that negative talk that we tend to have as, as human beings, you know, of, you know, the bad guy on her shoulder saying, like you said, you can't do this. Who do you think you are? You're from a small town. You're whatever, whatever it is, you know, your voice is telling you. And uh, yeah, but you know what? I love to read the Bible. I love to pray. I love to uh, trust that God's got a plan for me. And I love to go forward and do things regardless of what my little voice may be saying sometimes or what anybody else's negative voices say. And I think staying, you know, whether it's reading the word uh, in prayer, uh, moving forward with, you know, you don't always know what God has for your life. You know, some people say, God told me I should be doing this. Well, I've never had God tell me I should do anything. Um, I have a very deep relationship with him. Um, and, you know, it's a personal relationship. It's not religious or religion. It's a personal yes. relationship. But that doesn't change the fact that God doesn't tell me every single day what direction he wants me to go or what to do. I pray about it. I ask God to open doors or close doors um, based on the direction he wants me to go. But I go for it based on what's in front of me and the best choices I can, asking God to close doors if he doesn't want me to go there. And then I, and then I go for it. And uh, I just think that doing that has helped me to do what I'm able to do to help others by not listening to those negative voices that, you know, you can tend to, people can tend to have. Um, and I don't know. I just think God's a big part of being able to stay positive and, and accomplish things and believing in yourself because he believes in each of us. Absolutely. Yes. Believe in yourself, even when sometimes it feels like overwhelming. Uh, I don't know how many times I've like, I don't want to do this, but I keep putting one foot in front of the other, right? And I'm like, I have no idea where this is going to go. I mean, I, I I have a plan. I know where I want it to go, but is it really going to go that way? Um, you know, and I it was funny because I was talking, my biggest thing is I was um, reaching out to executive producers on Discovery Channel and that try, uh, putting the, a pitch out there for our veteran series and thinking, okay, let's, let's get these guys on discovery. Right. And I, I just got connected with a guy that actually has a, uh, a, a discovery channel. He's, it's Sunday mornings at seven and it's um, I forget the name of it. Lord help me. I have it written down in the book is in the bedroom and I can't go run that way and get it. But um, and he he goes out, he takes and actually Dr. J was on that show. He takes them out fishing and oh. he um, they yeah, tell their story. Something about something about healing heroes as well, but I forget what exactly what it is. Um, Dr. J, if you're still listening, Operation Healing Heroes. Thank you, Dr. J. Um, and so he got on Discovery. He's been on Discovery for seven years. Yeah. And so he, he, you know, he got picked up because they saw him somewhere else. Um, yes, Jay. His name is Jay. Um, yeah, I know him. He's a, he's a great guy. And, and um, yeah, I introduced yeah. 22-0, Dan and Dr. Royster to him, and then uh, Jay Garstecki, and then they had, he had them on their show. 
Actually, he had a lot of the people that were featured in, in Wounded Heroes on the show. Saddles of Service, he had on one of his shows uh, because he messed through my film. Uh, he watched the film before I released it, and he called me and it was like, went nuts. He goes, he loved the film. And he was so excited about the alternative treatments that were featured that he wanted the film to get seen. And he also wanted the people, some of the people that were featured in that film and also Healing the Heroes of 9-11 to be in on his TV show, Undiscovered, because of the impact that he saw people who had, because of these alternative treatments, he wanted them to tell their story to help his viewers as well. Yeah, Jay's a great guy. Great show. Yeah. So good for you that you connected with him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and and the, the point that I was trying to make of that, like they saw him on, I think it was either Roku or Fire, Fire Stick or something like that, mm. on one of those uh, things that he had his stuff on. And so, you know, don't give up on on your dreams right and i think it was you that told me that you have a friend that he wanted to uh have some show and at the he kept on getting no 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 and then he now he ended up with housewives the housewife series out oh, in yeah. canada mark cherry mark cherry yes yeah. so if it, the original tv series there's all the housewives out there now housewives of orange county housewives well all those housewife shows came from the original tv show called desperate housewives Mark Cherry was the executive producer, creator, and he and I were friends years before Desperate Housewives happened. And uh, we had lunch one day. He had this script he'd been trying to sell forever and just couldn't get it sold. We had lunch one day and he finally got it sold because he had a new agent and this new agent said, it's a great script. We just need to, we need to change how it's being pitched to the networks. So they made the change and then uh, ABC, I think it was ABC, um, he said he we had lunch and he said, well, um, uh, ABC or CBS, whoever it was that had it. He said they decided to, they're going to do six episodes of my show and we'll see what happens. Well, we right. saw what happened. It became one of the most popular, biggest shows in the world at its time. Yes. And they did a number of seasons. And then since then, Mark's done all kinds of different TV series. Uh, but yeah, great guy. But he is somebody who did not give up. Um, and he persevered and he found success because he didn't give up. He, he persevered and then he ends up becoming one of the most powerful people in Hollywood. It was pretty amazing. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And, and so I think what we can all get out of that is just don't give up, you know, even though right now it, it kind of feels like, okay, you know, you want to give up because you've tried everything. Don't because Look at that. You you could have been the producer of Executive House or Desperate Housewives, or you could, you know, have your own film like like Michael has, like Wounded Heroes, uh, and the Heroes of 9-11. I mean, definitely two amazing documentaries that you want to go see. Um, and thank you for putting them out there, Michael. Absolutely. You know, and helping our veterans get the help that they need. Um, and I love what you said, you know, you're out here just changing lives. Um so what's next? What are the next? You said there's two more movies coming out. What is uh, is the next two movies that you're in the midst of? So we're doing one. Um, I'm working with an organization called Soldier Strong. Uh, they're an amazing organization that does amazing things to help veterans. And I'm doing a film with them, which is called The Heroism and Resiliency of 9-11, Tragedy to Triumph. And we're releasing it on the 25th anniversary of 9-11. So that's 2026. So it's We've already been working on it. I worked on it all last year. And we're going to be doing a lot more interviews this year. Been to New York a number of times. Going to be going to Washington, D.C. soon. Um, but we're just showing a lot of stories that haven't been told before, a lot of stories that people don't know about. And we're showing the positive things that came from 9-11, despite the tragedy. 
we're relating it to people's lives saying no matter what you're going through or what you've gone through that is traumatic, there are positive things that can come from that tragedy. And uh, there are so many examples from 9-11, uh, from that tremendous uh, tragedy of loss of life and all the other things that took place that there are many beneficial things that came from that negative event. And uh, so I, I've got amazing people in this uh, film. Um, yeah, so I'm really excited about it. It's, it's a big job and it's a big project, and but we've been plenty of time to do it. And I've had some amazing interviews with amazing people and uh, just real true heroes. Absolutely. And again, thank you so much for, you know, putting these films out. I'm just going to go to the comments again for just one quick minute here. Uh, Dr. J had said, aw, love you guys. So honored to help those who served. Uh, he's hilarious. He called a meeting of a bunch of random people having breakfast. Oh, that was when you were telling your, your story about using her hair. <laughs> uh, and she said that she saw Wounded Heroes five times. So definitely a oh, movie. Right. Yeah, she told me that. It's pretty amazing. Yes. Yeah. We're going to have to have a movie night. Maybe we should have like a movie night and just uh, play play these movies and just really, um, you know, bring honor to to what you've been doing. I mean, that would be absolutely amazing. We'll have, we'll, we'll set it up and I don't know, maybe we'll get a... I was gonna. Well, I don't know if you can do a projector with that stuff, but we'll think of something. Yeah, we, can do a zoom, we can do a Zoom screening. I've done that uh, before. We've had hundreds of people uh, join us for Zoom screening, and then we do a Q and A afterwards. And the films, both films, Healing the Heroes of 9/11 and Wounded Heroes, are for not only veterans, active duty military, but also first responders, who, of course, as we all know, have high suicide rates and also battle and also for anybody who's having traumatic stress, these treatment options help anybody, everybody. Right. Absolutely love that. Love that. So, do you have any more acting um, acting gigs coming up, Michael? Not right now. I just had an audition uh, this last weekend. I did not get the part, uh, but that's normal. They say on average for a professional working actor, they audition thirty times to get one job. That's if you're a professional working actor who works consistently. So we have to do a lot of auditions. So part of it. Um, so, uh, but yeah, so I had an audition this last weekend and it was for uh, Uber, the Uber commercial. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not going to be in the Uber commercial, unfortunately. But, you know. Um, well, you can make your own commercial. Come on now. Like, you are so super successful. You can make your own commercial and put it out there. <laughs> No, but you know what's fun about acting is that you know I always wonder it's like what's the next role going to be? I, you know I get to play different roles and, and they come every so often. It's more of a hobby for me. I make my living producing and directing. But when I get a TV or film gig, it's just fun. And I always wonder what character do I get to play next? I've played a lot of police officers or detectives. Uh, I've played a lot of bad guys. Uh, I played a serial killer. I played a child molester. I'm sorry to say. Uh, uh, I played a really mean general, military commander. Um, a lot of different types of roles, but, and I have to say, I enjoy playing the bad guys more than anything, just because they're so different than me. I, I feel like every time I play a detective or a father or whatever, it's like, those are boring and it's not that fun, but to play a character that's not me, where I'm just like this angry, strong, powerful military guy or the serial killer manipulator or, you know, all these other different things. Those are the roles I have a blast playing. Well, I would say, you know, I could agree with you because <laughs> I would love to play a bad guy, 
only so that you know you could allow that side of you that you kind of shoved down <laughs> come out <laughs> yeah you know and you and you get paid to do that so that would be awesome i think <laughs> yeah it is. it is it is awesome yeah but it's funny my sister one time i did a show i played it was when i played uh with just a bad guy he's kind of really psycho but my sister can't even finish watching it she goes, she says, you're really freaking me out. She goes, I know you're my brother and that's not you. And she goes, I don't like seeing you that way. So she wouldn't even finish watching the TV show. I thought was kind of funny. I'm like, Colleen, come on. I was just acting. <laughs> but it freaked her out so much. She wouldn't watch it. Right. But I, I enjoy those. <laughs> that, that would be awesome though. I think, you know, and then <laughs> sometimes I'm sure it might be hard to get out of character once you're like in it, you know, well, and you have all that, uh, all that uh going for you like seriously well, see, there's two different types of actors and i was just talking to one of my acting friends about this today there's method actors which i don't agree with that acting <clears throat> because they and there are brilliant actors who are method actors meryl streep is a uh, is a brilliant actress she's a method actor forrest whitaker brilliant actor he's a method actor the problem with their technique is that they have to become those people so when you say cut they are still those people um, when they go to the dressing room, when they go home to see their family, 24-7, they are those characters. That is the problem. Forrest Whitaker took a break from acting because he said, I've become so many different people, I don't remember who I am. I've got to figure out who I am again. So he took a break. And I'm like, learn to act, and you don't have to become and mess up your psyche and try to figure out who you are now that you've stopped acting. You know, those are method actors. I just disagree with it. And Lawrence of Olivier is famous for saying, he told another star, I forget who it was, who was a method actor. Lawrence of Olivier was not. He was just an actor who, who could turn it on and turn it off. He told the other actor who was going through so much on set because of what his character uh, required, it was physically really affecting this guy. And Lawrence of Olivier said, you got to stop this method stuff. Just learn to act. And you can actually have a lot more fun and enjoy life. But it's true. So no, I play these bad guys. I can do a scene where I'm crying and you know, which I've had to do many times on camera. Whatever the thing is, when they say cut, I'm not still crying. I'm not still thinking about whatever. I'm not still a serial killer or a child molester or whatever else. I'm right. an actor. I stop acting, I go back to being Michael Geyer. And then when they say, okay, and action, I turn on the acting and then I go back to playing the character. So no, I have no problems turning it off. And, and, I, and I think actors who learn to act can turn it off. You don't have to be that person right. 24-7 to do a good job. Right. Well, that is true. And that's why you're the actor and I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> get off your soapbox. That's my little soapbox. But. <laughs> yes. I'm going to have to get, I used to watch Bold and the Beautiful a lot, uh, you know, growing up. It's been a while since I, I've watched it. I now I, you know, <laughs> now I'm at work when they're on, so I don't get the, the luxury of sitting there watching soap operas anymore. So, yeah. oh, well. Do we but have I watch another story for you. What time do we have to stop talking? Yeah. Well, it's getting. Interview. I'm sorry, what was that? I know you hear the playing. What time do we have to stop the interview? Yeah, there we go. So we are headed towards the uh, the fundamental part of our show. So this is normally when Kimberly would jump in and, and take over, but Kimberly is actually driving 
uh, here to Phoenix to, to meet us. Uh, she took the long way. <laughs> she she uh, started off in, in Illinois, I think, and uh, is head is headed this way. So she was in New Mexico what an hour or so ago. Uh, so um, she brings her apologies. She wished she could be here, um, but unfortunately, she's on the road. Um, so, so the, the fundamental section, actually, I'm going to bring Angel in here tonight for, to, to be with the fundamentals of, of the show too. And let me put it this, the screen this way so that we could, uh, so normally I'm going to get out, I'm going to let you into the screen here. Okay. All right. If you, I don't know if it's anybody can share. share. No, probably not. Probably not. They don't want to see me anyway. <laughs> I don't know. The sun's going down, guys. We apologize. There we go. Get closer to the screen. So, so Angel, what is it that you do? Okay. So um, I am, I do a lot of things. <laughs> I'm the CEO of Sports Faith, which is an operations system that we do for uh, online. We do podcasts. We have stories that we share of people's story of faith and sports all around the world. And so one of the things that we're doing right now is we're here at the Super Bowl as I brought my dear friend Dorothy here to go ahead and help us with Roman Gabriel's Soul Dot Youth Foundation to help kids stay off drugs. Mm, so yeah, we're, we're, we're not only helping veterans, but we're now we're helping our, our children. And I think when Roman was on our show in December, he had said something like 300 kids were dying um a by day. a day a day with um fentanyl fentanyl for sure uh and other drug related um stuff too but um yeah so that's why we decided that we were going to come here to phoenix and support roman uh so we're excited like tomorrow's the football we are, we are. tomorrow's the foot what football camp for the yes kids. we have a free football camp if anyone's in the phoenix area uh give us a holler check us out uh we'll, i'll Dorothy will put the information probably out there on yep. our site, but we have an opportunity for you to come and work with Dan Minucci and a few other NFL players who of the past long in the tooth, but they're great guys and the opportunity to learn more about our programs and anyone can participate this week by checking out our websites. Awesome. So thank you so much for, for being here, Angel. She didn't know that I was going to drag her oh. into the fundamental section tonight, but that's okay. So now we go on. So what a little bit about fun that we do or what are three, uh, what are your three core fundamentals? So what are three things that um, if you could leave, the, if you leave the world tomorrow, what are the three things that you want people to remember you by? So who would like to go first? Go ahead, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will. I'll start with one. Number one, leave a good footprint. If you leave this planet, leave a good footprint. It doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be perfect, but whatever the best of what you do, leave it behind. Second one is to love people unconditionally. That's a hard thing to do. And the third thing is give a little bit of whatever it is that you have in your heart. Um, it could be a smile. It could be drop a dollar in a, somebody's coffee cup, uh, make sure they're okay. Um, call someone, call your mother, everyone call your mother today. Yeah. And uh, the last part is just be good. Perfect. And I apologize, Michael, I can hear you because of the plane, but I hear that you have another story. So if you want to tell the story first and then the fundamentals, it's up to you. <laughs> I'll go to the fundamentals. Okay. Um, God, so that's tough. So I, I, I think what I want people to remember uh, about me is just that my passion for wanting to see people's life change. Um, because I, that is what I live for. That's what I enjoy the most. And uh, 
I have an amazing wife. So I, I uh, my, one of my other passions is just spending time with my wife. And I think that's something else uh, that's really important. And that's just not taking your family and friends for granted. Um, you know, we, I've lost some family members recently, you know, to death. And um, one was an overdose, fentanyl, by the way. And, oh, wow. um, you know, we, I, when we were all there with the whole family was there. I, you know, I got up and I talked about the importance of us. You know, we say, hey, see you tomorrow, you know, whatever. But many times that tomorrow doesn't come. And I think we forget how quickly life can be gone, even our own. I don't, you know, there's no guarantee my next breath's coming. So we all need to not take each other for granted, especially those that we love. And that's why, as you said, call your mom, call your dad, call your brothers and sisters. If you've got a problem and something friction between you, find a way to resolve it. You know, um, now I do also think that if you've got family members who are just, you know, they're real jerks and there's no changing them. Well then, yeah, I, I can say get rid of them anyway. You know, <laughs> so I'm not, I, I don't think you need to, you know, accept everybody, even if they're bad in your life, but I do think those who are good in your life, uh, those who are good in your life, you definitely need to make sure you don't take them for granted. You need to make sure that you're in contact with them. You let them know that you love them or your friends that you appreciate them, that you're thankful for them. I, I think that's really important as well. It would really be funny. You guys are on a golf course if they decided to water right now. <laughs> you, just, you just have golf courts going by, but it would be great if the sprinklers came up. I, I know. Yeah. I am just Lucy, like I my Lucy mouth. And Ethel, right? My mouth is like the desert right now, and normally I would have had like my bubbly, but I don't even have my bubbly with me tonight. Um, you know, so bubbly. You know, see past episodes and come sponsor our show. We would really appreciate that. Um, but yeah, they should throw, throw us a beer or something. Really. Oh, there you go. Right? <laughs> We're on vacation, so I really want to hear your story, and I do apologize for cutting you off. I didn't hear you because of that. Lane. so let's hear the story well it's not a big deal it's just that i've got you know all these different things i've got a million stories but um you were talking about uh, the bold and the beautiful which reminded me of general hospital do you remember general hospital oh god yes <laughs> and it, and it, it's still on the air and when i was a kid my mom watched general hospital and she got me hooked as a teenager and so after high school i would come running home as fast as i could just to watch the rest of general hospital especially the luke and laura days if you remember the luke and laura yeah. day for those luke and laura yes we grew older, up with luke and laura like, oh, yes. <laughs> and when i came to la as an actor i wanted to be on general hospital and i got on every other soap opera in la five different soap operas except general hospital and then finally just a few years ago i got on general hospital and I was so excited. The casting director is a really nice guy and, and I know him and, and just wonderful guy. But when I went in for the audition, um, uh, I was went to the elevator and I look over and it was uh, Anthony Geary, Geary, whatever his name is. It was Luke of Luke and Laura. And I'm like, Anthony? He's like, yes. He said, oh my God. <laughs> so, I've been watching you since I was a high school kid. I've been on every soap in Los Angeles except General Hospital, the only soap I ever wanted to be on. Finally, after all these years, I'm going up to see Mark for an audition. And uh, so he and I got to talk uh, on the elevator ride up. Really nice guy. So, but it was just really cool as a young high school kid, not knowing that someday I'd actually get to meet Luke of Luke and Laura for, when I was going up to audition. And then I got cast and I got to be on set, the General Hospital set. Of all the sets I've been on, I was the most excited about being on the General Hospital set. <laughs> so yeah, that was a lot of fun. That's my story. 
<laughs> I I love that. So have you ever been on Days of Our Lives? Because that was one that yep. like faithfully that my mom still watches that. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> and, and, and already like. Is Stefano dead yet? Like, seriously, I mean, the man has died 10 times and come back. Yeah. He's like the phoenix. I get that. And actually, I kind of think he's like my alter ego because sometimes, you know, the crap that we go through in life, I think of him, is it Stefano Damaris, you know, when we're yeah. going through that, like the phoenix, he rises from the ashes. And, but like, seriously, how many times are they going to kill him or Marlena? How many times are they going to kill Marlena off? Like, seriously. And, and I've worked with her. She's such an amazing actress. I mean, she blows me away. She's an actress who I saw her working with Stefano, the, the actor who plays Stefano. I watched them do a scene, um, and she he had kidnapped her child. He was threatening to kill the baby, our child. And uh, she was begging him, bawling, crying. As soon as they said cut, she wiped the tears away, and she's talking and laughing, having a good old time. They said, hey, let's do another take. Let's do another take. And she said, okay. And action. She's pleading and crying. Again, I go back to you. That's acting versus method actors who would have to, when they say cut, they'd have to stay in that miserable, depressed, begging state because they don't know how to turn it on and off. She is an amazing actress who's learned to act. She can turn it off and on, and she's brilliant. I mean, watching her in person and then watching her when I watched the episode, she was brilliant. She's one of the most amazing actresses. It was a pleasure working with Deidre Hall. Right. Well, and you you could tell that because I mean that woman can put the waterworks on immediately. Oh, like no. she could cry during an episode. I don't know how many times. <laughs> my dad's like, it's like, would she stop crying? Like, because <laughs> my dad, when he was alive, would watch the soap operas with my mom faithfully every day. Mm-hmm. Um, as a matter of fact, the week <laughs> the week that he was passing away, he he knew exactly. He was out of it, but he knew around what time soaps the soaps were on, and he w- he would mouth the word soap, soap. <laughs> so, oh. uh, so he would watch he would watch the so if, if Days of Our Lives or any of them are watching, yeah, my dad di- my dad watched you right to the end. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then there the Thursday night was uh, date night, which was oh <laughs> oh the Bachelor or something like that. I don't know, mm. but uh, yeah. <laughs> It's so. Thank you so much for all the amazing actors out there that play on these soap operas because it does really give, um, it does give entertainment <laughs> for sure. Yeah, they're easy to, to get stuck watching. I mean, I don't watch them, but I, I know from General Hospital days, man, it's easy to get hooked. <laughs> yes, yes. Or Santa Barbara is that still on anymore? That one I don't think is on. I, I did an episode of Santa Barbara as well. I did everything in LA. Uh, but that one's that one's gone. Most of them are gone now. I, I was on Passions, which is now gone. Uh, Sunset Beach, uh, is now gone. Um, and then another big one just went to like a, a streaming platform. Uh, it's no longer on network TV. So yeah, they're kind of dying off, unfortunately. But I'm glad General Hospital is still around. And I think Bold and Beautiful, and I think Days of Our Lives uh, are the three yeah. that are still around. I, I'm not sure about Young and the Restless, but uh, but yeah. Anyway. I used to love Cruz on Santa Barbara. I used to have a biggest crush on him. (laughs) I don't know any of their real names. I knew I did know Deidre Hall or Deidre for from uh, Days of Our Lives, but I'm just they 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 play play really well. And that's another thing I want to bring up. My grandfather always used to have this saying: "They don't kill actors to make movies." So when you said that you died on NCIS, I was just like, "Well, that actually came to my mind." Was my grandfather always said, "Well, they don't kill actors to make movies," you know. So. (laughs) 
Well, thank you so much, Michael, for, for joining us tonight. Uh, thank you to so to our guests uh, for, for showing up for sure. Uh, any last words that you want to say or, or leave with our guests, Michael? You know, again, we were really talking about the films and post-traumatic stress. And so I'd love people to go and watch Healing the Heroes of 9-11, uh, Wounded Heroes as well. And uh, just find out and realize that if you're battling post-traumatic stress, you can get your life back. And there are alternative treatments that will um, make a significant change in your life. So take the time to watch these films. And then more importantly, after that, find the alternative treatment you're interested in and call and make an appointment. And Healing the Heroes of 9-11 is produced through 22-0. They do their TRP at no charge to veterans and first responders. And so it won't even cost you anything. So that's another thing. Go to 220.org and you can watch their film, which I produced, and then also get TRP. And then WoundedHeroesDocumentary.com to get more information about my documentary. And my website, MichaelGeyer.com, and connect with me on social media. <laughs> That's right. We're definitely – thank you so much for, for being out here. And, and thank you to everybody for being patient with our background noise tonight. Thank you. And, uh, yes, thanks to Angel for, for showing up here. And uh, love to all of you. I just want to give another special thanks and shout out if I can get my computer to work. Uh, it's getting cold out here. A special thank you to our sponsor for tonight's show, which is uh, Bonnie Herb with uh, doTERRA Oils. So if you have any need for uh, any essential oils, go to www.beoilywithbonnie.com and... <laughs> definitely get your order in today. Um, and again, thank you so much, Michael, for uh, spending your Monday night with us. We really appreciate you. This has been exciting. I've learned so much from you. Uh, and just like, hmm, what's the next step? Maybe it is acting. Who knows? <laughs> Why not? Yeah. <laughs> oh, totally love that. Totally love that. Thank you so much. And uh, everybody be unstoppable in all that you do. And we'll see you same time, same channel next week. Bye for now.